0: Welcome to Life Point Plus, a program dealing with marriages and family. We are so glad you're listening. Here's your host, pastor and teacher, Gary Moore. Welcome to LifePoint Plus. I'm your host, Gary Moore. Last week, we started looking at the topic of stuck marriages. Again, I'm leaning heavily on some of Ted Cunningham's thoughts on this topic. We closed last week's broadcast beginning to look at the eight symptoms of a stuck marriage and the decisions necessary to enjoy an unstuck marriage. As Pastor Ted said, most couples drift into these symptoms. To refresh your memory, number one is when your marriage gets stuck in the grind. You blame your spouse as the source of your problem. My wife is not my source of life. Neither are my kids, my job, money, home, or possessions. This is the first symptom of stuckness. Every married couple experiences this symptom at some point. And it usually occurs in the early years when you're discovering who you each really are. When you look to your spouse as a source of life, you blame him or her as the source of all your problems. And when your spouse is the source of your problems you automatically become dependent on him or her to create a solution. You are stuck, waiting on your spouse to make the first move. When your breakthrough hinges on your spouse's move, you start saying things like, "Ah, if he would just do this, if she would stop saying this, we would be well on our way. Blame ends almost immediately the moment you realize your spouse is not your source of life. When your spouse is your source of life, you spend your days trying to control, manipulate, and change him or her into your image, and that's exhausting. When we spend our lives waiting for others to pour back into us, we live in codependence. We live on empty, disconnected from the true source. Do you want to enjoy life with your wife? It starts by unplugging from her as the source of life. God gave me my spouse so she and I could walk through the grind together. Number 2. When your marriage gets stuck in the grind you question your compatibility. You've probably seen those eHarmony and Match.com commercials. They are inspiring. There's usually a smiling couple twirling around on the screen talking about how great marriage is for them. That part I love. We need more couples painting beautiful pictures of marriage. However, at first glance, I believe their message is misunderstood. Great marriages are not the result of great chemistry and compatibility. Great marriages flow from great character. A good match is a good start, but it will never sustain a thriving, intimate, and loving marriage. Only character does that. You and your wife may not have ever taken any type of marriage assessment, but my guess is that you're quite different. Some of you may identify with how one man described a difference he and his wife has. He said, I grew up learning that savings was money you put away for a rainy day. She grew up learning that savings was the difference between the actual price and the sale price. We're obviously on different financial spreadsheets. Your character, not your chemistry, determines your commitment to enjoy each other for life. Moral laxity is the number one cause of divorce in this country. Debt, adultery, and broken promises are symptoms of a spouse's lack of character. Shallow integrity leads couples to look for an easy out when they find themselves on the poorer side of for richer or poorer, or on the sickness side of in sickness and in health. Now, I'm not saying chemistry is not important, because it is. It's just not as important as character. Chemistry does not hold you to your vows, but character does. Work on your character. Allow the Holy Spirit to call you by name on blind spots in your life and heart. Next time you see an online dating commercial, don't be fooled. You are not stuck in your marriage because you didn't take a test before marrying. Your stuck state may have more to do with what is going on in your heart. Number three, when your marriage gets stuck in the grind, you repeat mistakes and develop patterns. Most stuck couples experience what Dr. Emerson Egerich calls the crazy cycle. Insanity is defined as repeating the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. The writer of Proverbs refers to this when he speaks of the nasty habit of our household pets in Proverbs 26.11. As a dog returns to its vomit, so fools repeat their folly. Foolish people repeat mistakes. Wise people learn from their mistakes. We all make mistakes. The real issue is whether we will learn from them. Couples often say, We've tried everything, but we cannot get any resolution to this issue. We don't know what else to do. After a little discussion, it's usually obvious that they have not tried everything. They have tried a few things multiple times. This pattern drains marriage of fun and intimacy. You begin to think, we've been down this road before and here we are again. Why can't we get any answers with this? Why are we still fighting over the same old issues? These cycles are called scripts. Just like an actor picks up a movie script, memorizes and rehearses lines, then films the scenes, couples do the same thing. Whenever an issue surfaces, they pull out the same old script and read it line for line. They repeat the same lines and make the same points. That's exhausting. Pastors and parents share this tendency. If they don't think the congregation or the child is understanding their point— They simply repeat louder, add passion, get more emotional, pound the pulpit or table, pace back and forth. Seldom does that work. Don't get louder and repeat. Try something new. When your conversations feel stuck, approach them from a new angle. Gary Smalley has an approach called Love Talk. That's L-U-V. Listen, understand, validate. Conversations flow so much better when you listen more than talk. You listen with your whole body. Remove distractions. Square off your body with your spouse's. Make eye contact. Focus on your spouse's words rather than formulating your next statement. And by all means, keep your mouth closed. Pastor Ted has a little prop he loves to pass out in counseling and at conferences. It's a little matchbox or Hot Wheels car. It represents drive through listening. Remember when your order was misunderstood at the drive through That's why Pastor Ted gives couples the little toy car. The spouse holding the car is the communicator. He or she is the only one allowed to talk. The spouse not holding the car is taking the order by active listening. He says that most couples scoff when he introduces this toy into their communication. But eventually, they see it as a great prop for slowing down their communication and taking turns. It definitely falls under the try something new category. The conversation progresses when you focus on understanding rather than being understood. Feel the words. Don't just exchange them. We guys have some additional work to do here. We're such problem solvers that we've trained ourselves to filter out the emotions and just concentrate on the facts when in fact, she wants us to listen to her feelings and validate them. Pass the toy car back and forth so you both have a chance to talk, listen, and feel understood. Men, your wife wants to know, My husband was here, he heard me, and understands where I am coming from. And he wants to know, My wife was here, she heard me, and understands where I am coming from. The first few times you try the love talk method, it will feel unnatural and forced. But let me encourage you to persevere. Number four, when your marriage gets stuck in the grind, you rush decisions. When a couple is stuck, they struggle to make wise and healthy decisions. No amount of education, experience, or money solves this problem. It's an emotional issue. Speed and hurry are enemies of intimacy. Pastor Ted says that when your marriage is stuck in the grind, you lead toward expedient rather than principled decisions. I don't know about you, but I don't usually make my best decisions when I'm tired. When I'm exhausted, I have a tendency to be emotionally short. Stuck couples are anything but fresh and rested. Stuck couples are exhausted. When their tanks get low or empty they lose hope. The hopelessness caused by exhaustion is easy to spot. You know when a couple is at its limits. When their load exceeds their limit, they throw their hands up in the air and quit. Never make a decision to walk away from your marriage when your load is exceeding your limit. Instead, get your tank refilled. When your physical, emotional, relational, mental, and spiritual tanks are empty, That is a horrible time to make major decisions about your marriage. You are not thinking clearly. You know, when my car is running out of gas, I don't think, well, I guess I'll just send it to the junkyard. No, I stop at my nearest gas station and fill up. Number five, when your marriage gets stuck in the grind, you close your heart. Let me ask you a very important question. Is your heart open or closed? The answer to that question determines everything about your life and marriage. A closed heart is numb, detached, distant, and angry. An open heart feels safe, non-threatened, and willing to share. Unresolved anger will close your heart. It's like drinking poison expecting the other person to die. It only hurts you, not the other person. You must resolve your anger. Anger has three primary sources. hurt fear, and frustration. You see, anger is a secondary emotion. It's not a primary emotion. Think about it. You always feel something before you get angry. Those feelings are amplified when your heart is closed. Proverbs 4.23 says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Every word you say and every action you take flows from your heart. When you are stuck and your heart is closed, your marriage suffers. You only have one heart. It's the same heart that worships God, loves your spouse, and cares for your kids. To close your heart because of a past relationship means you close your heart toward your spouse. God designed you with one heart. Keep it open. Well, our time is gone for today. Have a great weekend. I look forward to our time together next week. God bless. Thank you for listening today. This program is brought to you by Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like to reach Pastor Gary, please email him at pastorgary at cloverdalechurch.org. org. You to know more about the church, go to our website at www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thanks for listening, and be blessed.